Now it's reform, and it's lots of other things, but we're cutting taxes. It'll be the biggest tax cut in our history. There's nothing more important to our economy. You see what's happening with our economy and how well it's doing. This is going to really bring it to the next level. There's a great spirit. There's a great popularity for what we're doing in this country. They want it. They need it. They have to have it. So it's been uh, terrific. But I'm counting on all of you to help maintain our momentum on the tax cuts and tax reform during that time. I have no doubt you'll be able to do it. You're listening to The Devil's Advocate, where we talk about news and current events. I'm your host, Brandon Condit. And I'm also your host, Mitchell Hernandez. Our goal at The Devil's Advocate is to provoke thought by introducing viewpoints and information that isn't readily available in the mainstream media. It's in truth a conversation where an independent liberal, like myself, and an independent conservative, like myself, can share different viewpoints without the typical disdain for one another we see all too often in politics. So with that... Let's get started. President Trump says his new tax plan is going to be a Christmas gift for Americans. But who gets the gift? Well, according to the nonpartisan tax policy center, all income levels will see an average cut by 2019 under the plan. This is a very big selling point for this plan. uh, plan. But as always, we want to look a little deeper into the numbers. For anyone making under $25,000 a year, the cut would be around $50. That's a third of 1% of their after-tax income. Why is that important? Because take a look at this. For people making 50 to 87, $7,000 per year. They do a little bit better. They get an average of about $900, uh, 1.4% of their after-tax income. These numbers have been calculated a bunch of different ways, but we seem to always come out to something around this number. You'll hear some people say it's a little higher. Some people say it's a little lower, but thinking about it is about $900. Now, if you're earning, so I just want to remind you of this, 1.4% of your after-tax income if you're somewhere in the middle class. If you earn more than $750,000 a year, the average cut you would get is $34,000. But as a percentage basis, it's actually a bigger piece of your after-tax income. And though all groups would average a cut in 2019, about 9% of earners would see a tax increase. That may not seem like a lot, uh, 9%, but look at what happens when we get to 2027. This is important because the personal tax cuts have a sunset clause. Taxes will rise for 50% of taxpayers uh, thanks to those expiring individual tax cuts. Now, this is in comparison to current law. That's how we compare this. The corporate tax cuts are going to stay permanent. All right, and we are back after a long, goofy, weird... Oh, yeah. Like, there's no episodes that come out for, like, three weeks, and then I'm just, like, pushing episodes out the ass super fast, and, (laughs) like, they're all old news, and what the hell is going on? Sorry about that, guys. Um, Our bad. It happens. Yeah, so so we're back now. It's Thanksgiving week. Um, This this episode, hopefully hopefully everything goes smoothly with this. We're kind of seeing... um, we're having some the way we normally record the show we do it over our cell phones when we're not in the same room um and then we're recording at the same time this one is a little bit different because we're we're skyping so if there is a delay um ain't shit i can do about it so i guess suffer through it like i will but oh um, yeah so we've got a bunch of stuff last week's episode obviously if you remember it's been like obviously. two and a half weeks since we did <laughs> shut up <laughs> It's been a while since we recorded it, but it was a goofy-ass, weird rest of the week. Brandon and Mitch's attempt at Memento didn't didn't totally play out. No. Um, so we've got 
one of the stories that we that we didn't get in last week and the story that in true memento fashion you you would referred back to without us ever having had the conversation <laughs> um, yeah Need to we, do that first. <laughs> we we definitely should probably go over the GOP tax plan that was yeah. first that was really big news about a week and a half ago well um, to be fair it's been kind of news for yeah. a while now because there was you know different iterations of it that were coming out um, I feel pretty good about putting it here now just because we've actually got some momentum to it actually it's not like a healthcare plan where we're talking about this version and then it doesn't pass and then right. the next version it doesn't pass so the house actually did pass their plan so I figured we could mostly take a look at that Right. Um, now the senate came out with their version as well but that is a we can, we can get into that a little bit too because it's a bit more of a far cry the, than the GOP plan. Right. So, so we'll, yeah, let's, uh, I guess let's take a look at that. Hopefully, we won't have too many audio issues on this episode. So, I'm going to go back to that and just uh, let everybody know that this is a new new recording setup here. So, if there's an echo, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm going to work my ass off to get that corrected in future episodes. So, um, but. We'll go into the GOP tax plan now. I know you've got the same article pulled up on your end that I do. Um, It's a Washington Examiner article. Um, It is titled The Good and the Bad and the Ugly of the GOP Tax Plan, and it is written by... Varanaki? Varanaki? (laughs) Sure. I'll let you take a swing at that. So, um, (laughs) I'll let... like Veronica, but not quite. (laughs) <laughs> right. So I will let you go ahead and take the wheel on this one. All right. So let's see. She starts off by saying there's a lot to digest in the new tax reform plan released by the House Ways and Means Committee this week. Here are my three favorite and least favorite aspects of the plan. Just so people know, the House Ways and Means Committee is part of the House. So this is the, the plan that they went forward with, and uh, we posted the live results, uh, and they, they did pass this, this version of it. So she says the first thing that she likes about it is the most pro-growth reform in the whole plan is the permanent reduction of the corporate tax rate from the highest rate of all OECD countries to one that puts us roughly even with our trading partners. Uh, The plan would reduce the rate from 35% to 20%. Ideally, we would get rid of the corporate taxes altogether since it is distortive, outdated, and uh, opaque tax. That's a whole lot of opinion right there. I'm not going to say that I believe that, but know that I'm reading this. That being said, since this is not uh, in the cards right now, a 15% uh, point cut, and making that cut permanent is a big improvement over the status quo. Um, so this is the, one of the things that has basically uh, gotten all the Bernie people riled up, and there's lots of things that the, the Democrats and liberals have been using to kind of paint this in a bad light, but this is the one I'm seeing the most from... And again, I'm plugged into a lot of Bernie Sanders type things. They do not like that we are lowering the corporate tax rate. And more importantly, they do not like that it is a permanent reduction. Um, That makes perfect sense to me. Like, to me, that makes all the sense in the world. We've gone over tax reforms plans before. We talked about that 35% rate, you know, being taxed twice because they're going to tax you uh, if you run your corporation. And then they're going to tax you 35% on your dividends as well. So you get taxed twice and it's doesn't make right. any sense what other I think though doing. there I think there is a um, common misconception to um, from 
from those that segment of the you know liberal wing of whatever ideology or theology whatever um, I think there's a common misconception that when you lower corporate taxes Mm-hmm. That that automatically falls into some type of like trickle down theory <laughs> economics type of thing yeah. because that's what pe- because that's what people think and and we know we know that triple trickle down in its true form does not work. Um, I'll say that I'll say this trickle down didn't work when they tried it. The thing about economics is there's so many variables that goes into it that even something yeah, that could be a surefire. I think there's one element that kind of trumps all of them, and it's in this, at least in this theory, um, on on economics. And I think the one that one variable is that that human element, that human element, that guy who's moving that money is always going to want to get as much as he can. Right. You would be that way. I would be that Everyone's way. And that if way. I owned Apple, <laughs> I would absolutely be that way. Um, well, that's why, in my so, opinion, you can't just cut corporate tax rates. You also have to add incentives. So you cut the rates and then say, hey, if you move your business back to the United States, and hey, if you hire this many Americans or you pay for their, their – you know their um, health care, and you cover this many costs, or you match five percent of their four hundred one ks, whatever. We'll cut you another tax break. We'll cut five percent off, or something. Incentivize them to do what you want, and people will do it. That's the part that I don't like. Is that most of the time, there's just not enough incentives. It's just kind of like, here you go. Hope you do something with it. <laughs> right. And we don't know if they are, or if they aren't. Um, right. So, and then also let's let's be clear as well is that no one really pays that rate. Because there's so many deductions, and we'll get into all the deductions that they're getting rid of here. They're trying to streamline it. Um, right, because there was just an article recently, or a piece somebody did on um, on how f- from 2008 to 2016 or 17, Apple's effective tax rate was only like 8% or something yeah. like well, that. Well, they were paying most and, of their shit in China. Right, and Nike does the same thing. Nike, do- Nike is clever about it though like the way that they trademark their stuff like certain countries own certain trademarks so like the swoosh is owned by like a company in singapore and then there's like whatever like their their least profitable um logo is is like licensed in america so like they're paying taxes (laughs) on that but like the Nike solution, like the Air Jordan, like that, all of that, right. lo- those logos are owned by like offshore Bermuda companies. Um, so like, I don't, I don't know. There's an interesting piece out there. I wish I knew the name of it. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll bring that back up on the, the next episode or something, or try to find it. Right. Um, yeah. Taxes. Anyway, go yeah, ahead. When it comes to corporate taxes, the, the whole the thing behind it is we want to try to lower it so that we're competitive. You know, people like to say that right. we're terrible and, oh, we should be more like Canada and all these other places. But then any time we try to change it to something more Canadian, ah, you're evil. <laughs> it's like, like they've got right. 15% corporate tax rate. And that's why a lot of businesses, especially the industrial sectors that were that I deal with on a day-to-day basis, especially in uh, Wisconsin and Michigan, a lot of those just fucking cross the border. You know? Yeah, but here's something, here's something too, though. They might have uh, 15% corporate tax rate, which is substantially lower than the United States, but they also have a higher tax rate, 
period. Right. That's why you so don't they're bring, live there. They're making up that mo- like they're bringing in money. Well, they're bringing it from the little guys. They're not bringing it from the big guys, and that's right. I get. Yeah, it. and that's the thing right. that irritates me whenever you know they, they act like it's a liberal haven where everyone's just doing what they're supposed to do. And no, the guys live in New York. They just own the business right across. <laughs> You know. Right, but I think I just think it's two different mindsets because yeah. we don't live in that type of system. That it's easy for somebody in America who lives with a fifteen or or zero percent tax, you know, mm-hmm. whatever tax in a tax bracket like that, where you're not paying anything, you're only getting something back. Um, I I think it's easy to to just write off the fact that like somebody else pays like forty five percent. Mm-hmm. Like tax rate or 50 or if in France was it like 70 or something like that um, you know so I, I don't know I just think it's easy to throw shade yeah. just because it's it's because we don't live under that system yeah. so to comprehend that in those terms so isn't the easiest thing to yeah. do yeah so Veronique Veronique whatever her name is makes another <laughs> good point here she also says in addition and this is this is her take. I want to keep saying this because it sounds like it's going to be me saying it, but she's a very, apparently very opinionated. It says, in, a, in addition, don't listen to the talking points from the left that argues that the corporate tax cut only benefits big corporations. Not true. A significant share of corporate taxes, scholars have argued anywhere between 25% and 100% falls on the workers. Highly doubt it's 100%. Outside of some political circles that are immune to the, to the facts. Okay, she gets really like in your face about this. Uh, to say that a cut to the corporate tax cut would boost the economy and grow wages. How much growth is the question? And that really, and I agree with her, it really is the question is we're anticipating growth from doing this. How much? Because right now the economy is growing at, right. what, 3%, which is pretty fucking good. Uh, 3% is, is... I don't think, I don't think that's true. true. I just checked it the other day. We're at 3% growth. Yep. Is it? Positive. Are you sure? I, my phone was working. I'd look it up right now. <laughs> but... Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm yeah, gonna go for it real quick. Because yeah, I know right now they said we're at three percent growth. Uh, now both Trump and uh, Jeb Bush had talked about wanting four uh, percent growth, and I apologize, I peaked there for, for some reason. Um, and yeah, that was a big, big point during. <laughs> the audience <laughs> doesn't care. All I'll right, fix get that. rid of it. I'll fix that in post. But yeah, <laughs> that, think back to the debates. You know, Jeb Bush was just murdered by saying he was going to do 4% growth. No one believed him. Um, so if we can see more growth coming up to it, that would be awesome. Uh, but again, it's how much. And we don't know. We think that this is going to help, but if it doesn't, we'll see. I don't think it won't. So uh, her second point here is when a preliminary tax reform framework uh, was released in September, Republicans argued that reform would get rid of by the way, sorry sorry to cut you off. You were absolutely yep, correct. Yeah, so. 3% growth. I think it's like 3.3? 3. 3? Yeah. It's 3.1. 3. 1. 1. Okay. Uh, yeah. But still, that's that's very healthy. Like, uh, during the Obama yeah. years, they, I know that people have argued, well, we hit 3% growth before. It was for one quarter. Like, the average was 1.5%, which wasn't very good. It was kind of stagnant. Um, so 3% growth is awesome. Again, we need to keep it there. And it's, it's early days. So she says uh, her second point is when a preliminary tax reform framework was released in September, Republicans argued that reform would get rid of significant numbers of deductions and credits. This was a welcoming talking point, uh, but I was doubtful that it would translate into action. As it turned out, they weren't kidding, and the tax writers did a serious job cutting through the government dispensed tax privileges uh, provisions and the 
uh, play favorites using the tax code to tilt the playing field towards special and well-connected interest groups. So the big thing that, that um, and this is one that we're going to get into that I did not understand why so many con- er, liberals and Democrats were getting upset about this, but this is the mortgage interest deduction. So previously, you would be able to deduct your mortgage interest for first-time buyers. Uh, it's, one, it's easily one of the biggest middle-class uh, tax deductions. It had been brought up before in previous iterations of tax reform bills, and everyone knows you don't fucking touch it because it helps the middle class. However, this one, instead of being able to uh, deduct mortgage interest on homes up to a million dollars, they cap it at $500,000. And liberals lost their mind, especially Bernie Sanders and his official group and everything. They were just freaking out, saying that it was hurting the middle class, it's going to hurt homeowners. Not really. Capping it at but most... Uh, middle class first time homeowners are buying in about the 100,000 to 250,000 dollar range that's middle class 500,000 dollar homes are half that's that's a fucking half a million dollar home like i get that you could technically be in the upper middle class and make that much but capping yeah. it there it basically sounds like what they want which is getting rid of tax deductions for the rich and then get and keeping it for the poorer classes I don't get it. They had a field day with that shit, and it makes no sense to me. It looks like, yeah, you probably don't need... If you can afford a half a million dollar home, you probably don't need the deduction. You know? It, yeah, I guess... I don't know, though. And as somebody who... Like, I currently rent. I don't own yeah, anything, neither. so, like, I don't know... <laughs> I, so, it's easy for us to say that. It could be very possible that, like, you or I could qualify for something that would cover that. Yeah. So, like, I don't know that looking at that that simplifying it to if you can afford a five hundred thousand dollars house, because I mean, you have to look at the terms of that agreement, yeah. right? Like, well, if the most you, you can have is a I can year. afford a five hundred thousand. If the loan, it no, see now mine. Like, if the loan was like a hundred and fifty years, <laughs> well, then no one's gonna fucking do I'm that. gone. Yeah, like sign me up. That's like a dollar a day. I'm good. Like, give me, give me an eight million dollar home and a 150 year loan. But that's not how mortgages work. They're 50 years, 30 years. So, write that into the tax code. You'll get my vote. (laughs) Do it. Yeah, if you can start affording some mansions, fuck yeah. So, so again, (laughs) that's uh, and after we're done, kind of breaking through this, we'll get into the whole media's perception of it because I think that they have unfairly judged this. Not that it's perfect. Mitch will. I'm going to make fun of this whole shit. <laughs> so. <laughs> this, is, this is the first thing. And they, I feel like the media has kind of narrowed down what has been working, the attacks that they can use, uh, which we'll get into. But this was one of the original attacks was that, oh, my God, it's going to hurt homeowners. And I know that the realtors uh, union or whatever uh, group. You know, you know, though, in actuality, the media is no, always right. The media is right? no, never right. <laughs> not never right, but... Sorry, that was for the Alex Jones fans, if we still have any of them. And by the way, for the second episode in a row, I'm going to say, Alex Jones fans, fuck you. You're not my target demographic, and that's how you disavow somebody. Get out of here. I don't want well, you. Well, I'm not disavowing them. They can um, come by anytime they want and get the truth. We're out of the truth. So, it also says, tax writers also deserve a cheer for sticking to the promise to get rid of a big chunk of state and local tax deductions. This was huge because this was why... 13 Republicans voted no. That, that's not a lot. 
but 13 Republicans did vote no on this bill. It says they are keeping the deduction for property taxes, but they are capping it at $10,000, and they're getting rid of the deduction for state and local income taxes. Now, why that's a big deal is because Democrat democratically run states have very high taxes. So basically, in, if you're a conservative and you're living in New York, you're going to pay high taxes, and you can now no longer deduct that from your federal taxes. Uh, so it's a big deal. And it, Basically, what they were saying is, or at least where liberals' minds were coming at it from, is that you're attacking us for doing our own policies. Conservatives were saying, well, maybe the, the conservatives or the people in your state, maybe they'll vote for us next time. They'll vote for Republicans on the local level to lower their taxes so they don't have quite so big a burden. So it, it, it is kind of a shady thing to do because it's basically pushing off, pushing more tax you know, responsibilities onto the people. And then basically blaming the states, which they're not wrong. Those are the states that are coming up with high taxes, and they're the ones taxing you. But again, it's kind of a, a game that they're playing, so that they have to have a, they can't raise the debt by so much, but they have to cut things somewhere. So that's what they're doing. It's a it's a gamble. It though, is a gamble because they're like they're they're banking on the fact that that's gonna that yeah. that's gonna turn out that way but it very easily could just be total blowback well, and people could be like well again there's only 13 republic and this is that's the reason why those 13 republicans the majority of them did not vote for this plan is because they did not want to be seen voting for a plan you know if you're a republican from district 2 in new york you don't want to be seen voting yes on this because then you voted to raise your constituents' taxes. So, right. yeah, but again, there's only 13 of them that didn't do it. So that's probably not a lot to worry about when you you look at the House right. that has yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know 350 some members or whatnot. So, but that's the big that's the big one. They call it the salt tax, state and local deductions. Uh, well, state and local tax <laughs> deductions. So, so that was a big thing that they were arguing about. Um, do they need to do it? I don't know. Um, you know, again, California, Illinois, New York, New Jersey. These are all states that are going to get hit pretty hard from it. But I guess, well, you got to cut things somewhere. So her third point here, and this is a huge one when it comes to Republicans. I'm going to argue it doesn't fucking actually matter too much. But the plan is also proposing some reforms to the death tax. Notice how she's called it the death tax. It is actually called the estate mm -hmm. tax. Uh, as with the corporate income tax, the ideal policy changes, I'm going through puberty, would have to repeal it <laughs> entirely. <laughs> I didn't even catch it. <laughs> Instead, they promised to repeal it in six years, which of course means it will never happen. And until then, they double the exemption so fewer people are hit by this odious form of double taxation. It is uh, far from perfect, but it is a serious improvement over the current system. So she gives her opinions more. Uh, death tax is important because conservatives fucking hate it, liberals love it. Um, the sad truth of the matter is it doesn't fucking do much. For whatever reason, I, I'll put my two cents in. I'm against the death tax because, it's, to me, it's exactly what it sounds like there. Basically, what the estate tax does is say, if you have $5 million, I believe is, is the cap. I know at one point they wanted to lower it to $1 million worth of um, equity. So your house, your car, everything. If all your possessions that you own equals up to $5 million dollars, Upon your death, the government just gets half of your shit. <laughs> and, and obvious. What's our reasoning for that? It's money. It's just a way to bring in money. 
and they call yeah but they can't be they can't be spinning it that way like what like what is the what is the wording why is this necessity because it goes in to feed is, the budget it's part of the budget it you're bringing in that sort of tax revenue is just they call it the estate tax you can't have an estate more than five million dollars upon your death government seizes half of it and then you can pass the rest on as your estate um so it, it does bring in how the fuck with the but with, that's why we're good the simple fact like that the republican <laughs> with the with the fact the simple fact that the republican party exists how does that exist I like i can't i, have I can't to look imagine at the exact year that it came in i'm thinking it would probably come in sometime around uh roosevelt's age um but I'm, don't quote me on that that's something we could we can have to look up but I will quote you on that. I will pull the soundbite and I will use it every it was week. Roosevelt, everything bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so the the sad fact is, I think that, man, what was it that I, that I looked up? It was either $10 billion or $100 billion. It couldn't have been $100 billion. I think it's $10 billion a year, basically, that is brought in um, with this estate tax. The problem is, is that's not fucking much. It sounds like a lot. It's a lot for one person to have, but obviously it's not just one person dying a year. It's quite a few people dying uh, that have, you know, this this type of money. But the problem is, is that right. you know they act like that liberals act like we need this. That the fucking budget will implode if we don't have it. No, we have to have it, and we kind of don't. It's not that big of a deal. And Republicans act like, oh my god, it's the worst thing ever. It's the death tax, which I kind of side more on because. It's really hard to look at it any other way than yeah, you're basically taxed for dying, and then they take half your. So shit. I can't help. I can't help but think. I'm sorry. I'm not taking you seriously. I mean, I am. <laughs> Everything you're saying is good. Like not whatever. Like I'm not conceding or validating yeah. anything. All I'm saying is that the way that you throw the term liberals and conservatives around, like <laughs> when we finally get the show back I'm on aggregating camera. Here. I have got to get you a shirt that is just like hashtag generalize. Like it, <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. I've, I know I know that this for so to let the audience in. I'm pretty sure this didn't happen on the show, but shortly before the show, we were on the phone and having a conversation about some topic and um you said something about like, oh well, wait to generalize like from yeah. you, really? What? <laughs> um, and then I'm listening to you. This yeah. whole absolute liberals love it. Here's the difference. Hate it. You this were writing off an entire state. I'm writing off an ideology. So I'm not writing it off, but I'm right. lumping it together. I'm assuming that if you and have this ideology, you probably think this way, which I think is a fair yes, point. That's true. And if you want to know what state I was writing off, tune in. <laughs> to the third segment, I have a feeling you'll be surprised. Right. So, anyway. As everyone in uh, moving Oklahoma on. clinches their butthole, don't let it be us! <laughs> don't let it be us! <laughs> right. But basically, yeah, so that, that, there's been a, a battle between the death tax with conservatives and, and liberals for years now, and if they have their way, I mean, obviously they, they're saying it's going to go away in six years. They're not jumping all over it. But at the same time, you know, it, it's a step forward. So now she gets, she's going right. to get into the stuff that she doesn't like. She said, number one, because Republicans are refusing to cut spending or even restrain its growth, they have very little leeway to implement significant reforms. They have also made the tax reform effort into an exercise in funding many ways to raise revenue to pay for tax reforms we like. As a result, uh, we are getting some good policy changes that are much smaller than we could have hoped uh, for along temporary measures and, frankly, bad <laughs> sources of revenue. 
So basically what she's saying is that because it's not cutting spending, which this is a big thing that for Republicans, is they, they're obsessed with cutting the spending. We don't actually need to. We're not doing too bad. Like, should we be paying our debts? Right. Yeah. But, again, our deficits are only $400 billion these years. It's not a lot compared to before. Like, look at the first four years of Obama. We were averaging $1.2 trillion in deficit a year. Huge difference. Right. Now, and... I, is, to be fair to Obama, we were also still heavily enthralled in a war in the Middle East that was going nowhere. Yeah, the recession. And, and I, I will mean, argue not, all day for people who think that austerity would have been a better... There is so much re- uh, research that has gone no, into No, that's it. fine. I'm just saying, when we're talking about what the bills look like, like you have to take all of the variables into account and that that's money we're not spending now right. not nearly to the same level right. and like i was saying the stimulus measures worked every country that did stimulus <coughs> measures worked i had a bit of a problem right. with the stimulus package where he put half of it into the fucking solar industries that didn't make any damn sense you know don't waste 800 billion on it <laughs> that was dumb Slindra. but other than that it, it worked so again it's different times um, but we're not really doing that poorly. We're bringing in a lot of money. We Are we running a deficit? Yes, but we typically do. As long as we're good for that money and we pay off our interest payments and we have and we try to expand and bring in more revenue, we'll be okay. So, again, conser- or conservatives and Republicans love to just talk about cutting spending, and it's really hard to do that since what? Like 75% of the budget right now is mandatory with Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. Not a whole lot we can fucking cut. <laughs> Again, right. it, 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 ain't, it ain't broke. Those things are broke, but no, apparently we're never going to fix those. So it says, What happens when you try to fit two pounds of sugar into a one pound bag? All of which is very disappointing. Okay, so th- she's just going to make a dumb analogy here. Um, I'm not going <laughs> to read that. I know. I I hate trying to. And I'll just let you in on a little secret. The article that I have pulled for the next segment is the same way. And as as I was reading it, I was just like, well, all right. I mean, I guess I'll struggle through that. But I I, I hate that. Just give me the facts and let me make up my own my own mind. I don't need your your stupid little quips in no, no. there. Um, just just like you're very know. opinionated. So. But So what she's yeah. going in on here is she's saying, uh, basically, she says, moreover, increased deficits tomorrow means that we won't be able to maintain tax cuts in the future. And this is the one that they are, that uh, liberals and Democrats are really attacking uh, th- this plan for. And I think this is the most powerful ammunition that they have. And that is that the corporate tax rates are permanent. The individual tax rates are not. They go away after 10 years. And they have a big problem with that because they keep saying, oh, my God, did you know that it's actually going to raise taxes on the middle class? And then, the, you know, everyone freaks out. and is like, oh, those fucking Republicans, I knew they were up to no good, blah, blah, blah. And they don't look at it and say, oh, well, it's in 10 years from now and it goes up 0.2 percent. It's not that big of a fucking deal. The idea is that you've been able to grow your wealth. We cut your taxes by, you know, 2 percent. And then after 10 years, you've accumulated wealth, and we can raise it by 0.2%. It's not that big of a fucking deal, but it is working. The the spin machine is in full effect, and everyone thinks that this is going to raise your taxes. And it's not. It's going to lower your taxes for the next 10 years. But whatever. They are going to believe what they're going to believe. 
<laughs> I want 20. I want 20. 20 or bust. So, let's see here. She's going to make a bunch of um, ridiculous points. I know there's actually, there's probably a lot of liberals out there that are like pissed at me through this whole episode. Like, why are you not saying my talking point? And it's because I don't yeah. know. I, I Well, to be fair, they don't have don't very good talking points. Like, most of their talking points are, well, I did not read the bill, but I'm going to, someone told me it was I can't. bad, so I'm going to say that. I can't jump into the head of every liberal or conservative and say what the person out there that's hearing this is thinking. But what I can say is that I don't I don't <laughs> know a lot about economics or taxes or whatever. So yeah. I'm, I'm reading this with you. I'm listening to it. And, you know, like, I'm sure that there are counterpoints that I'm not bringing up. Um, but, you know, the, at least the way that it seems... It doesn't seem no. bad, and I've seen I have seen the people that I consider more reasonable um, voices on the left. I've seen a lot of people finding middle ground. There are complaints. I've seen complaints from conservatives and liberals yeah. alike, but Little I have things. seen a lot enough to make enough to, enough to make me believe that this isn't all bad. No, no matter. So here's I'm gonna get so, so I'm done with the article. I'm gonna get into the rest <laughs> of the points that I just want to make about this this bill, which is which is centered on the tax brackets. We are going down, at least in the House version, from seven tax brackets to four tax brackets. And why this is important is because for the first time in a long time, we have a zero percent percent tax bracket. On top of that, it wants to increase the personal uh, deduction. Uh, from six thousand to twelve thousand, increase the child tax credit from one thousand to sixteen hundred. Um, so there's a lot of good things here. Most people, they, even the articles that are shit talking it, usually have it hidden somewhere in there just so they can say they have it. Where it goes, yeah, and I guess it's going to save the middle class on average two thousand dollars a year, and then they go on to shit on it for the, <laughs> the rest of the time. We need a whisper right. font. God it's damn it! Ridiculous and. I mean, I, I did my projection on taxes, and it's going to save me a ton of money. And, or, no, not a ton of money, but, it, you know, a decent amount. And for the poor, for the poorer classes, like the making zero to 20,000, they're going to save even more money. It's a. Well, the people making zero. Well, yeah, they're just going to get it. Yeah. They're on, <laughs> they're on health, life support, and shit. And, you know. Welfare. They're on life support. They're, they're plugged into a wall. <laughs> no. They're on social <laughs> Is life that support. What's happening? Sure they're on some sort of help me from dying program. But I don't know. Those guys are they. They have to enlist in the phone of friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <whatever>. <laughs> right. But that's what irritates me is that I keep seeing, and especially God, I, I'm just going to come out and say it. I fucking hate Bernie Sanders. I cannot believe I wanted to vote for that guy. I mean, it's, it was, ugh. You were crying. You I were was. Crying all I was very upset. Year. And I mean, damn. I mean, they say don't, don't place a lot of stock in your idols. But holy shit, this guy is just no good. So he has been. All right. So let me. He's been one ahead. of the biggest ones on misinformation, where he keeps going out. He keeps talking that that is uh, trickle down economics, which it's not. The president called it cut, cut, cut. There's a reason for that. It's because it cuts taxes for everyone. So they sit there and they go, oh, well, the, the rich are getting a tax break, so it's bad. It's not going to help the middle class. Yes, it is. They're getting a cut, too, to the tune of $2,000 a year. That means a big deal to me. I know that means a big deal to you. That probably means a big deal to a lot of people, that $2,000 can help out quite a bit. 
So it's not like we're cutting it yeah. for the up for the uh, you know the upper top classes and then hope it helps out the middle class. No, it will help out the middle class. They get that money. So right. To me, it, that's not trickle down. So here, let me ask you a question because um, I have heard I've heard people um, that are very nervous. Are they college students? Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I I've actually we'll heard too, um, business mm-hmm. people that I know that are very concerned. Um, and, and I've heard this float, this point float around, but I, I've never actually found what it means. But they're talking about touching something with 401ks. What is yes. that about? Because there are a lot of people in business that are very nervous right now. And I actually heard a few people saying that, like, after that came out, that they may reform and the way... that's why they, they're uh, 401k. They, they are not doing it. They are not touching yeah. the 401k. So they are... Yeah. Okay. Alright, I, I wanted, because, dude, I swear to you, I heard that as, like, a little, like, clip on the radio, and then when I came, when I um, got over to where I was going, what I was doing, I was discussing with people at a local business, and yes, they were, that is uh, scary. they that, were talking that's very, to be yeah, afraid. absolutely. At least from my understanding, and I didn't look totally into it, because by the time that I started to, they had already killed it, because there was so much backlash. But from what I remember, it basically was going to... You get a small deduction for uh, investing in your 401k. Uh, and they were trying to get rid of that. Which, again, I just talked about it earlier in the episode, incentives. You want to incentivize your citizens to save money for the future. That is a fucking good thing. You want to do that. That pays dividends in the long run. It's going to help you. It's going to help the country. Right. It made no fucking sense. It was a. It doesn't even bring that much money in. It's kind of like the estate tax, where it's like, no, doesn't really do much. Why are you fighting so hard for this? So, so, mm-hmm. so yeah. And they killed it quick. Uh, and thank God for it, because yeah, that was one that I kept hearing a lot of people being upset about. Yeah, yeah, I heard a lot. And I and was upset about it because I keep too. I mean, up. we have like, yeah, we have four hundred one ks. You know, the markets are great right now, and it's you know that was one of my biggest pieces of ammunition. Is like, well, if you have a four hundred one k, I'm sure you're doing doing just fine so right that being said like i've I've heard like an easy counter argument to that is just like well because you're doing fine doesn't mean shit like you get enough people who are doing it's kind of that whole shit (laughs) yes that that's fine but it's not like it's not the the go-to argument that like oh my 401k is doing this that's great for you um but ask coal miners how they're doing doing or (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're doing slightly better. They're not doing no, as good as you. No, so, right. or me, yeah. or whatever, like, or whoever. Like, it's it doesn't not a matter. It's not, Everyone knows it's the market's not, not a 100% sure thing, but right. no one can deny that the market isn't brilliant right now. It is gone. Uh, I saw it close down yesterday, so that means the stock market's losing, uh, and everybody right, clear money. done. Black <laughs> well, Tuesday. Everything's done. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, but, yeah, so I'm really glad that they didn't do that. Now, one group of people who are going to get screwed, at least in the House version, I do want to point out that the Senate version does not have this, uh, college graduate students, you are about to get fucked up your ass. Uh, and it's really bad. It's, there's no way around it. It's a, it's a bad thing. Basically what they're doing... That seems like something a Republican tax plan should <laughs> Take include. Take that, you liberals. But, but <laughs> you're not studying gender studies anymore with your PhD. <laughs> but, <laughs> but basically what it's doing is it is 
let's say that you are you've gone to, to college, you've got your associates, you finish your bachelor, your four year degree, and then you go back for a master's degree, and you want to pursue whatever you're doing and spe- you know get a little bit more specific and get your doctorate. Uh, so for PhD students, typically what that happens is you get a grant to do some sort of research. So you say, you know, I want to know what happens if I make this lima bean fuck this lima bean. And someone goes, okay, I'm going to pay you $200,000 to fuck lima beans. And that's what you do. Well, now... <laughs> Hashtag fuck lima beans. <laughs> so with this plan, that instead of uh, you getting that grant for $200,000, it would change it to where you now, that grant is taxable income. You don't see a fucking penny of that money, but it is now taxed under you as taxable income. So... Yeah, that's pretty fucking significant because the taxes on $200,000 are much higher than a graduate student probably makes where they're, you know, that, that right. research is free. They're giving their time towards it. It's like a work, uh, work study program, you know. They typically aren't getting yeah. paid to do that research. They're getting paid in credit hours. They're getting paid to in their degree, the value of the degree. Right. So, yeah, you're getting, they're getting fucked. Now, the trade-off here and why I, you know, I... I just talked to a whole bunch of college students <laughs> and they weren't too happy with this and you know, I was like I'm sorry I would still vote for it and they couldn't believe it but the thing is even with that happening there's only 400,000 graduate students on average in America it said the middle class was going to save on average of $2,000 that's a shit ton more people I did the math on it I wish I still had it it, it came out to be a factor of 431 to 1 yeah I'm going to vote for it like, if you can help that many people, does it fuck the college graduates? It does. But does it help the rest of the middle class? It does. So I'm going to go with that. Yeah, but what does that do with, I mean, you got to look at the long-term effect of that. And if everybody, if the next generation of business owners and whatever, the, the people who fuel the economy, if the next generation starts out so far in the hole further in the hole than they already start out with student yeah. loans and whatnot, then is that... I'll tell like you... Where yeah. it... Is it like a net positive or a net negative at the, at the end of the day? I think it's not going to fucking matter one bit, and I'll tell you why. I don't think that those students are ever going to see a fucking penny of that, of that tax burden. Because I think it's really fucking easy for whoever's giving out $200,000 to go, here's a $200,000 grant, taxes included... And then whatever the fuck the taxes are is just included in it. So, okay, it ended up being $20,000. Well, you just don't get to use that on your research. So you get, you know, $180,000 grant taxes included. You know what I'm saying? I really don't see that that's going to yeah. be pushed onto them unless the person giving the grant's an asshole. <laughs> and then they could. Yeah. But, again, I, I don't see that happening. That's, that's just me personally. Don't let a car salesman loan you money, college students. <laughs> That's just me personally. I think that the majority. This is just a way to shore up more money, to get more money out of the education system and the high, high end, um, you know, the universities that are charging a lot of money. Because again, the two things that have exploded at like what seventeen times the national inflation rate has been tuition rates and healthcare costs. So I feel like this is just their way of kind of being like, yeah, we know you guys are overcharging. That's ours now. So we'll see. I mean, again, it looks – it's very easy to argue that it's going to hurt the college graduate because it certainly could. I don't think it would, but I have no fucking clue. <laughs> so that's just 
It's just I me gotcha. tinkering things around. But anyway, we've been talking about this for 40 minutes now. Um, I'll give my final thoughts on it. Well, what's your final thoughts on it? Because I know that... You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I, I told you. Like, I don't... My, the here's is very my thing. different, and, and so we're going to... We're gonna see where this goes. Like they're saying, they're they're fucking stupid right. asses tied healthcare back to my it. my. Uh, here's here's my honest thought. There's no way that it happened. Well, it's already not scheduled to happen by Thanksgiving, which was the initial. Well, they said the whole thing was supposed date. to be done by the end of um, the year. The Senate won't won't vote until yeah, after I don't, Thanksgiving. I I don't think that it will be passed by the end of the year, and I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't pass at all. If it does. Maybe later mm-hmm. next year, but I don't see it because the Senate. Now, as far as thoughts on the plan itself, I don't know. I like I don't know economics. I don't know taxes. So while everything sounds nice and some of it bad and whatnot, my I, my stance here is simple: if it turns out to be good, I'm for it. <laughs> if it turns out to be bad, I'm against it. I just like we have to pass it before we can find out what's in for it. Me. <laughs> right, just pass it, and then we'll read it later. Right. But my, but what I think the political outcome of it, 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 I think that Donald Trump has too many enemies in the Senate for this to actually get all yeah, the way to so Congress. Too. I think with with no, I with think they senators, will pass it, but I, I don't like, think that it'll be as easy as if he was not a dick to every single person in the Senate. I I don't think I don't know that they will pass it. Um, I because I think Bob Corker and Jeff Flake and. Uh, Lisa Murkowski and John McCain. I think those John McCain four, will pass and sometimes it. Sometimes uh, Rand Susan, Paul. What's her face? Suing Susan yeah. Collins. I think she won't. I think she'll vote note on it. I think it'll have three. But you just need one of those. So Jeff Flake has come out and been like, because he started getting a bunch of shit because Trump came out and was like, hey, Jeff Flakey over here is fucking not going to vote for it. And he started getting a bunch of shit and he backpedaled. He was like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't say I wasn't going to vote for it. I just said I don't know. So. We'll see, but they can all find excuses at the yeah, end of it. I just two, think it's going to be much... Have, well, and again, the Senate version is fucking stupid. Like, remember remember two months ago, or three months ago, whenever it was, we literally thought John McCain fought brain cancer to come pass <laughs> health care. And he flew across the country with a brain tumor to flip right. off Donald Put Trump. thumb down, like, that's literally what he did. up and shoved it right up Donald Trump's ass. It was a fun right. time. So... Uh, we'll see yeah. what, what ends up going with it. Again, the Senate plan's different. It keeps seven tax brackets instead of four. It phases in the corporate tax cuts over, like, a year, I think, instead of immediately cutting them. It ties it to health care. Uh, yeah, it ties healthcare. it to the Obamacare yeah. mandate, which is fucking stupid. That's the easiest way to kill the bill. Um, it, yeah. yeah. I agree with you. That, that, it does get rid of the salt. That I think yeah, they're going to lose. Salt, uh, the salt tax, the state and local tax uh, deductions. I think, though, that that health care mandate being ended is enough for Bob Corker and Jeff Flake and John McCain We're not to doing. go. Mm-mm. Yeah. Or, or at least, uh, I mean, Rand Paul. No, Rand Paul. No, because he, that he said the same the thing. But he was like, "I want to kill the mandate, but you can't just kill the mandate without having something to replace it." Like, you know. I don't know if he said right. that, but one of the senators and that said that. True. Like, we can't and that's true. And that was the thing that... that, so that reckless, w- so I won't vote for it. And that was my point, and, and Liberal's point. He just um, won it so bad. He's in, hard on for it. In 2009, that was the point, though. One, now that they've passed it, 
You don't ever yeah. get rid of it. Like, well, the you mandate's don't, you different don't get rid of it. Pre-existing conditions is something you don't get rid of. We can get rid of the mandate. Again, you know, I think they did a, uh, they ran some numbers and they were like, yeah, this many people wouldn't have coverage. And it was like, yeah, but that's how many people don't fucking want it. <laughs> like, it was like pretty close right. yeah. trade-off where it's like, yeah, the people who aren't, that's just people who aren't signing up for it because they say they don't fucking want it. Like, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't, like, I know people that are, that benefit from right. Obamacare. I don't have it and I don't want it. And if the mandate ended, I wouldn't be upset because it would only benefit me. Now, it completely fucks your whole theory of, and your whole idea of, well, you have to have young, healthy people yeah. buying into it to, like, I get all that. I don't want to because where it comes down, where, where it comes down for me is that I have a monthly bill <laughs> that I can't get subsidized that is too high for me yeah, to split yeah. that. Yeah, right. And then the deductible's too high anyway for me to actually use yeah. the coverage. It's only $12, so then, so I got bro, that. Then we'll match it. Or, right. Or at the and then at the end of the year they go, okay, well let me fuck your tax return real quick. <laughs> like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Either way, I'm still losing less. Yeah, no, that so makes any sense. I'll it's tell like, you I right now, fifteen thousand dollars a year. What's my deductible? Thirteen thousand. Fuck yourself. I'm not spending my whole fucking year right. of income on right. my health care. Yeah, now, it's just means. it's just re- well. And my thing is that like I don't go to the doctor yeah. enough. I'm young and healthy. Well, and that was for, funny because like, well, like I said, I mean I don't go to the doctor, so I don't fucking know. I could be dying, and <laughs> like we'll find out. See, I did. Um, I, I had to go but, through that whole sinus infection that I had, and it was bad. Like it was a, a, a bad thing. And whenever I got done with it, they charged me thirteen hundred dollars, and I was pissed at first. Fucking popping peas here and peeking again, and then I had to put it into perspective, <laughs> and I was like. I spent like $600 on my Xbox. They basically charged me $1,300 to not die. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> like, I'll, go ahead and, yeah, I'll go ahead and pay that money. That's money well spent. But again, other people have different plans, and it, it's different. We'll see what happens in the Senate. Right. I don't think that it, currently in the way that it is, it's not going to pass. And if it, by some miracle it does pass, it gets reformed. Paul Ryan's already come out and said, listen, we're not just going to pass what they put out just to pass it. Like, it's going to have to look somewhat like what we've put out, or, you know, we're not just going to sign off on anything that they do. So, again. Right. And, and I, like, kind of, kudos to, yeah, well, especially since the House has been passing shit for, since the beginning (laughs) of the administration, the Senate's the one, those guys are dicking off. Just like so, Roman times, those you know, goddamn senators. Just being pricks. NBC's intelligence and national security reporter Ken Delanian joins me from Washington. Uh, Ken, why is it significant that Jeff Sessions is remembering just now uh, that he rejected this proposal? It's significant, Katie, because he testified under oath that he was aware of no discussions with Russians, at least concerning collusion in the election. And that may be where he has some wiggle room. But at this revelation, by the way, the, the, the guilty plea of George Papadopoulos continues to ripple through the Trump administration. That's, that's point number one. But the other thing is that congressional investigators now want to call Jeff Sessions back to Congress, either the Judiciary or the Intelligence Committee, where he testified, and get him to clarify, because this is now 
Um, this would be the third time he's had to amend his recollection of his contacts involving Russians. Recall that he first testified under oath that he had no contacts with Russians during the campaign, and then he had to amend that to, to say that he did meet with the Russian ambassador, Sergei Kislyak, on two separate occasions. And that became a huge issue. Some Democrats accused him of perjury. He rejected that. He ultimately recused himself from the Trump-Russia investigation. And now the question is, what did he know about what Papadopoulos was proposing? He was sitting in a March 31st meeting where George Papadopoulos, according to these court documents released on Monday, suggested that he could, the Russians he was talking to wanted to arrange a meeting between Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin. Well, now Jeff Sessions is saying he remembers that conversation and he remembers rejecting that idea. That's significant, Katie, because he didn't remember any such thing when he was under oath before Congress. TV newsman Charlie Rose is accused of sexual harassment, groping, and lewd conduct. The Washington Post is reporting that eight women have come forward claiming Rose made unwanted sexual advances toward them, including lewd phone calls and walking around naked. The incidents allegedly happened between the 1990s and 2011 and involved women who worked for the Charlie Rose show on PBS. Rose is also one of the hosts of CBS This Morning. He tells the Washington Post in part. It is essential that these women know I hear them and that I deeply apologize for my inappropriate behavior. I am greatly embarrassed. I have behaved insensitively at times and I accept responsibility for that, though I do not believe all these allegations are accurate. CBS 2 News has learned Charlie Rose has been suspended from CBS this morning and PBS has halted production and distribution of his show. This all started uh, when the president was on his 12-day trip to Asia when these three UCLA players were detained, allegedly for shoplifting. Uh, once President Trump became aware of this, uh, the White House tells us that he personally asked Chinese President Xi Jinping to release and return these three student athletes to the United States. Uh, she complied, and as they were in the process of returning, you might recall that the president tweeted out, uh, wondering aloud if they would thank him for his role in their return. All three of them uh, did, and the president tweeted at them saying he was glad that they were home, that they should be weary of the many pitfalls in life. But then on Friday, uh, Leangelo Ball's father, LeVar, spoke to ESPN, and he downplayed the president's role in all of this, telling them, quote, what was he over there for? Don't tell me nothing. Everybody wants to make it seem like he helped me out. Well, the president's response you just saw on Twitter suggesting that perhaps he should not have helped return these U.S. citizen uh, college students from being imprisoned in China over the fact that one of their parents didn't give him credit in public. All right. Now let's go ahead and get into the rest of the week. Um, obviously, because we did not have the... Um, episodes out on time and they were kind of shot over the last couple of weeks. I'm all moving around yeah. here and stuff and messing <laughs> up. Um, we, 
I'm going to try to fit a bunch of stories from the last couple of weeks into this, into this segment. I'm going to just kind of, just kind of fire them off. Um, I don't actually have any articles pulled for this segment. We, um, the article that I referred to in the last bit, we were going to do something on Trump's Asia trip, but I think we'll probably just save that for next week. Also, something neat and exciting about the next episode is that we'll have, uh, we should have a couple of guests on. Um, it's going to be we'll cool. Have, right, we'll have Frank back on the show, um, and we will have our buddy, friend of the show, Dan, who actually legally changed his name to that. Um, so <laughs> Starting next week. That should be, yes, that should be a very, very exciting and fun show. So I think we'll save that topic for for then we can all kind of have that conversation. I'm excited, and we'll just move, we'll just move on with some of these um, smaller stories. So, first thing is first. Um, let's talk. What was that? Jeff Sessions. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing me. there, buddy? <laughs> all right. You know what's funny is I lost. I'm stalling is what I'm doing. That's the art of stalling sure. because I just wrote a list of stuff and I, I can't find it now. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, but Jeff Sessions, yep. right? Let's talk a little bit about Jeff Sessions. I have a Jeff Sessions two-parter here. I don't remember so, lying to everybody, but... <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was, that was part one. So last week he had... Actually, the last episode, the alternative effect, was Jeff Sessions... Uh, rejecting the any claims that he had ever lied, which he did multiple times, and right. you know, so so there was that whole thing, and um, and then for the for the second part of of Jeff Sessions, let's talk about the fact that the Justice Department now is launching an investigation into the way the police handled the Jason Stockley protesters uh-huh. so um first things first jeff sessions spare me your <laughs> keebler elf please for for help and in, in, in justice in the way that you've been treated you lied we know that and the, the whole reason again like this all comes back and i, I don't want to turn this into a big russian investigation thing we'll just focus yeah i see on how it Jeff is sessions here Some democrats get linked to russians then all of a sudden we don't want to talk about any russians anymore <laughs> yeah right yeah that's every time um i'm just saying russia jeff sessions jeff sessions though he he lied and, the, and here's the problem here's the problem it's the not remembering. He didn't no. lie because he's a lawyer and he knows how to speak and he knows how to not get caught up. He also knows the people that are asking him the questions in these right. hearings. Well, I don't recall um, ever lying, but, but it doesn't the, sound like me. <laughs> you know? I'm going to be my own character witness <laughs> right. here. I don't think I do that. So, so I don't know. I I'm surprised that we're still talking about Jeff Sessions. Honestly, especially with out. these kind of yeah, sound they bites keep it going. And these stories. I, no, I feel like I'm surprised at the way that Trump has removed other people from his administration that Jeff Sessions is still there. Um, right. You know my feelings. I've expressed them many times. I don't like Jeff Sessions Nor or do anything I. that he stands don't for. Don't smoke away. But, <laughs> but I do. But I do want him to be there until the until Bob Mueller is done because I don't trust 
somebody that hasn't recused themselves from the story. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't um, care less about that. I want him out because I think that he's hindering a lot of other areas that, that need. I feel like that position could do a lot of progress, and with Jeff Sessions is not. That's why I typically don't like to call myself a conservative because I don't like the status quo. I don't like the way that things are handled. There's so much things that we could change and make better. So I don't see myself as a conservative. He's a conservative. He doesn't want shit to change. I don't like that. So I say the sooner this dude gets out, the better. So he is very he. he the I think my biggest problem with him too on a um, ideological from an ideological standpoint is that he's very old fashioned. Yeah. Like he's like he's like my grandparents old fashioned. I like, drank a whiskey one time. I, we who I love them. They're great, but like you know they. Uh, they're great until it comes to like social issues, and then you're like, uh, I'm right, just saying the Bible for, says stone all the gays. Why is uh, that so hard to understand? You know what's, that's interesting. Let's have a, like a real world talk, right? Especially with Thanksgiving <laughs> being being this this week yep. and whatnot, and everybody goes to families, and you all have everybody has that one family member that you're like, man, I just don't <laughs> waiting and to start shit. Awesome is with everybody. For for my family, I'm probably that. I am, member. yeah, I am that person <laughs> who's like. No. They're just like, man, please don't. Okay, keywords to stay away from. Don't say taxes. <laughs> don't say. Don't say social. Don't say program. <laughs> um, don't mix them. But uh, so, but what's what? So everybody will have that instance, right? Where like somebody from whoever that family member is to you will say the wrong thing, and then you'll have that person that's got your back that'll be like, dude, just let it go. <laughs> or, in my case, because I don't let nope. it go, like, why don't you ever just let it go? And here's the thing. the For me personally, Brandon Condit, the they're from a different era argument doesn't satisfy <laughs> me because no matter what era it is, there were people that were right and there were people that were wrong. Yeah, yeah, you so, say that. Just wait and you know, 30 years whenever there's 900 sexes and you're trying to call someone ma'am and they're punching you and you're not dick. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> fine. I think it can, I think, I think race is a little bit easier to make that call on though. Like, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Right. We all know what, what I'm getting at. And it's not like, it's nothing special about anyone in my family. I'm not talking from personal experience. It's that generation. Right. Um, and, and I think our generation is a little less like that. Although I did see the people marching in Charlottesville and they didn't have walkers. <laughs> so, um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't like that. I don't like that whole, like you can't be called out because there's some special asterisk. Oh, next damn it. No, you, you're, you're, you're wrong. You're right. old, but you're wrong. Yeah, I don't care so if you're I'm calling you out, yeah. Nana, if you're wrong, you're wrong. And, but again, you know, I, when I look at Jeff Sessions, I think that that's one of the biggest problems there is that he, there's so much room for progress, and he isn't the guy to do it. I almost forgot we were talking about <laughs> sessions. I got in on a like Thanksgiving <laughs> kick there. But that's that's the whole point is he's an old fucking crouchy conservative that doesn't I don't feel has any any good use in that position. I think that that's something that. And can you tell me how many senior advisors of his are African American? Probably zero. <laughs> well, that was an actual question that he was asked. <laughs> I have and lots of friends. Is, 
answer. <laughs> the answer was in fact zero. Not that that actually right. Matters. I know. I know that some um, people think that it absolutely matters. They have a diversity kick. I'm more of the mindset of can you do your job? Then you're probably the right person for the job. But yeah, other people have different right. opinions. So yeah. So so that's so okay. Jeff Sessions, Keebler Elf, whatever. <laughs> um, What's interesting, though, about the St. Louis thing kind of ties us into our local story of the week is that he is he is launching an investigation into the way the police handled the protest at the Jason Stockley verdict, which obviously we did a extensive yeah. um, coverage on and whatnot. But I don't remember seeing anything that was too bad. It's interesting. I don't remember no. seeing anything that was too bad. They either, shut down the people who were breaking shit, and then everyone else kind of went away. But it is interesting because Jeff Sessions, when he took the office, you remember the whole law and order angle yeah. that they were like, he said he wasn't interested in these types of cases, which I'm sure got him a lot of shit because it should, job. because you should be interested <laughs> in this. Um, so, but, so I'm, I'm glad to see that Jeff Sessions isn't, you and I both know that Jeff Sessions is the, a Blue Lives Matter right. guy. Like, he's not a guy who thinks Most about... Most people in the Trump camp the, are Blue Lives Matter guys. Right. And and when we say that, to remind the audience, what we're talking about is the people who blindly are supportive of right. the police. They don't care about facts. They don't care that Anthony Lamar Smith wasn't a heroin dealer. <laughs> they don't see that stuff because the cop lived and he was doing his job right. And he's the good guy, so the other person has to be bad. And so, and there is no, ex- to, there is no explaining to that person that, like, wait a minute, there's a gray area. They don't want to hear that. <laughs> Remember and, that cop broke um, the law too. Well, let's be upset about that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. It's not a gray area. It's just, <laughs> it's just black and white right. on a diff- from a different there's two perspective. Wrongs. Well, I think that makes the cop right. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. Nobody. So, but so I'm glad to see though that even though Jeff Sessions is that guy, and I do believe that that is who he is um, in his heart, that he's still doing his job in some respect. Um, that that's a good thing. I don't like him, but I'm glad to see that the Justice Department hasn't come to a standstill on important shit. So, right. Um, so that's not necessarily a bad thing. Let's move on now <coughs> into the surprise, the surprise revelation <laughs> of the of the earlier conversation and the written off dumbest state in the union, um, Oklahoma. It's not you this time. Yay. And in fact, in fact, I'm. Officially absolving Oklahoma moving forward. I will not. D- d- first of all, the Oklahoma joke was a reach anyway. <laughs> I had like two stories in the first couple episodes that happened to be from Oklahoma, and I was like, you know what? Fuck I'm just going to run with that. Um, so I, I'm sure that my lame ass non apology here is not enough to get me back any listeners in Oklahoma, but I'm not really worried about that. None of you are paying for this shit. He's like right Hillary, now. he's so, too big to fail. Um, <laughs> no. What state could be <laughs> right, what state could be worse than a state that put Roy Moore in a position 
to be the representative in the Senate. <laughs> Fuck you, Alabama. That's a bad call. And um, of course, it's Jeff Sessions. So, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, just like, oh my god, how horrible can this story get, right? Um, uh, I have a feeling it'll get worse. Oh yeah, Do you remember back to, to, to so a few episodes know. ago, whenever the Harvey Weinstein thing broke, and we we're like, I have a feeling this is gonna get yeah. worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, it did. So, and yes, and I actually have a feeling this will probably segue into some something along those lines. Right. But let's start with Roy Moore. For people who don't know, Roy Moore is a Republican who's running. He is running for Jeff Sessions. Senate seat, former Senate seat, um, and he, and in fact, oh man, that's a bummer. My phone just crapped out on me, but I <laughs> actually did. I did have the poll numbers pulled up, um, and they, they're he's crashing right now. What happened is a couple of weeks ago, um, I think we're up to nine now, but women started coming out, yeah, and saying that for. Forty years ago in the 70s, when Roy Moore was, like, in his late 20s, early 30s, he was, like, known around town. First of all, he was the district attorney, but known around town as the guy who, like... A little creepy. Has relationships, air quotes, relationships with, like, 14-year-old girls. Right. Um, and, uh, and here's the thing. So, there's, like... Allegations can be thrown around here and there. That's whatever. Where the story really hurts Roy Moore is him going on Sean Hannity. And Sean Hannity, who is my mortal enemy, okay? <laughs> Let me put that out there. So, Sean, if you ever catch this, like, know that. That's where I'm at with us. Don't don't try to call me. Um, Sean Hannity did his fucking job on this night. And... He either that or Roy Moore did such a bad fucking job that he made Sean Hannity look like he was doing his <laughs> job. Either way, um, Roy Moore went on to Sean Hannity to add, answer allegations. I think at the time there was only three women who had come out and said that uh, Roy Moore, when he was in his early 30s, was the district attorney in Alabama. Um, he had approached these girls that like worked at restaurants and worked at uh, Sears mm -hmm. and mall stores that were all like 14, 16 years old, and like pressured them into, we'll say relationships, we, but yeah. like, yeah. Come on, man. I'm not buying that. That Like, I'm not buying that. I think the reason that we're saying relationships is because we're too uncomfortable to say what really happened because of the age of the girls in the stories. Um, I'm not buying... Like, these, all of these women who have come out now have said that they were pressured into getting into the car with him, into going to his house, into... And he pressured them into having sex with them with mm -hmm. them and then basically told them that like look i'm the district attorney of this town you're a 16 year old girl like you think anybody's gonna believe your story yeah, that was one of the more uh, aggressive which, ones like, that pretty fucking are, bad yeah so Sean, Han so he goes on Sean Hannity's show and basically denies his way into a confession, <laughs> where Sean Hannity well, asks him. I don't remember him, like, dating so, anyone that young, but I did date a lot. Well, 
<laughs> but I did date a lot, and I know that I asked. I had the permission of all the girls' mothers. That's, that's a admission. weird statement. That's not like, a denial. I've never had to go on a like, date and be like, "Hey, is your mom okay if I take you out?" No, unless I was right. like fourteen as and, well, and then like that makes sense. Right? And why are you? Why are you? Yeah. Hey, 30? the school dance is playing. Can I take you? But, like, yeah, I did that shit because yeah. it was appropriate. Right. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine being I like, well, I'm going to be finishing up my job here as the uh, district attorney. Now it's time to go fucking take the 14 year old out. Like, you don't do that. That's what you don't do. Yeah. This, this is this is really bad. And and his denial, which like I've played a little bit of that. Um, if if you get time, check out the whole Sean Hannity interview. I, I there are definitely parts where I think liberals will Uh-oh. go. <laughs> Sure, sure, no, I think liberals will go. Sean Hannity is kind of softballing him, but it, but at only at yeah, first. Yeah, I know like, that he got and, harder. And again, it could have just been, it could have just been Roy Moore. But I think honestly, like I don't like Sean Hannity. I think he's a piece of shit as far as a, as far as doing his job as a journalist, whatever. And he's not. He's a commentator. Right. I get that, but. He's a but doucher. I think even I think even Sean Hannity, doucher <laughs> Sean, um, is at least human enough that as this was unfolding on his show, he seemed disgusted yeah. as well. Like this guy is basically like now, lawyer speaking his way around a confession, and it's so. And here's the problem too. I don't like the this argument. Now, is there a chance that these Allegations are false. Yes, always there's a always chance. a chance. It doesn't seem that way by the by the way Roy Certainly Moore himself yeah. um, described events and his memory right. of the events. It was that when it's, it's very, false. Very yeah, you want it to be like, no, I've never seen <laughs> that girl. I don't know what she's talking about. Not well, I might have dated her, but I don't remember raping her. Like, no. Some of the stories. Some of the stories were like. He was so known that, like, male managers would tell 16-year-old girls working at the local Sears that to hide when they right. saw him, like, come in. Like, that's it's fucked kind up. Kind of that's the a definition reputation. of a predator. Like, yeah, that's, that's so, bad. And then I, I heard, which this may be wrong, but I heard that the mall also banned him from I did hear that there, as well, so that I'm guessing like would, that's true. I I I will have to look into that because I don't want to make any outrageous claims, but I just like I don't know if that is true. Then it's insane that he got this far in his political career without somebody. Right. Doing so something. this is interesting. I have the polls um, pulled up right now on uh, Real Clear Politics, okay. and Jones, the Democrat, is not winning by much. I mean, isn't it like I saw? As of November seventeenth, a couple yeah. days ago, um, fifty to forty-two. Is it still not there? even fifty to forty-two? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where you're getting yeah. that. I'm looking at real, uh, real clear politics. There was one. I, okay, there was one that had him ridiculously high up, but I'm guessing that's not a very reliable uh, source because most of them have it when they aggregate it. Basically, Roy Moore hasn't lost anything. He was back in October. Man, if you Google, if you Google Roy Moore, every article is <laughs> crashing and burning. So I like I don't know where those numbers are coming nope. from. I only what saw I, one article that said crashing I'm and burning. At, but yeah, I'm looking at from October 17th. He was at about 48 points. He's currently at uh, 
about 46.5. So he had, or 46.3. He hasn't lost much. But his opponent, Jones, he was trailing at about 42. And then, boom, the allegations hit November 11th. And he shoots up to 46 points. And then he dipped again. And now he's back at 46.5 to Roy Moore's 46.3. It is neck and neck. When... When is that this was pool today. taken? This is an ag- uh, this is aggregating everything, and the last one was taken today. So I'm on real taking, clear. So you're averaging all well, of yeah, the Yeah, I'm doing what, the real clear politics. Okay. All right. Well, I'll have to take a look at what I was looking at because the numbers that I saw were very different. It showed yeah, even Fox that, Two News um, had uh, on the 13th, which was still well within the allegations that Roy Moore was up by six points. The the polls that I saw a few minutes ago before my damn phone died um, was that it showed that Moore was up like 51 or 52 to 43. He was up by like 10 points or something like that. And then the allegations. That's the uh, Emerson hit, poll. He dropped. Yeah, but that is was that on the, the 9th. So, yeah, that would be no. right whenever he. Uh, Doug Jones because it showed hit. yeah because it showed that he that Jones like then jumped yeah. up to like forty six or forty seven right and then over the last couple weeks um, it also cited like some Republican National Republican something survey and like whatever numbers they were showing it was showing that as of three days ago it was fifty to forty two. Mm. There was an eight-point spread, but more had been up by yeah, that's the ten Fox, points. That's the Fox so, News poll. So the other polls aren't saying that. So, <laughs> but, so they're averaging. So they're like averaging a couple of their own yeah. in that article. It yeah. sounds like. And um, yeah, so we'll see where yeah. it comes out at. But again, it looks like it's it's neck and neck at the moment. Um, to me, that that makes perfect sense. Again, I, I feel like we saw this during the national election last year where there was some pretty terrible allegations against Donald Trump but when it came down to it people looked at Hillary Clinton's past and Bill Clinton's past and said well he did the same thing do I really want to vote for Hillary uh, who doesn't agree with all of my my positions in order to just keep him out and again this is Alabama this is a very red just very very red again they they voted for Jeff Sessions no you said that wrong you said that wrong it's a hashtag now it's Alabama <laughs> so. actually Alabama no but again this Doug Jones was obviously very unpopular now re- regardless of I think that Roy Moore is definitely guilty but regardless of if he is or if he isn't his politics probably align more with the general public in Alabama than Doug Jones so I can right. see them still voting for him of, because they're going to say, well, do I vote for the fucking but the, pederast? But, you know, he's going to... But the Senate uh, but the Senate has already said, like, we're dumping him. Oh, I think it definitely here. will. Like, but I still the, think putting the R in front like, of him puts him in there and then who replaces him, you know? He might fight it. Right. He'll maybe. fight it, but... They also... Yeah, I've also heard, like, a weird, like, Lindsey Graham, I don't know if he proposed the idea, but they he had talked about it um, and said he supported the idea that if, like, whoever is taking the seat right now, if they resigned today, they would they could hold a special election, <laughs> and then that's, like, a new term, which is insane. Like, that would be so dirty. Yeah. But in this case, 
I mean, it would be something that would hold the Republican seat. I actually think the people of Alabama, if that. they have souls at all, <laughs> would probably they probably yeah, still vote probably, for a Republican. Uh, take your breath. But I'm telling you right now, Alabama, you have a you have a chance yeah. right now, and the, all 50 states can can start clean because i've already wiped oklahoma of its nonsense that i made up a while ago um but if alabama elects roy moore that like you're fucked on this show so like i won't agree with it but i'll understand Um, it because like i said roy moore has been serving in office for a long time they know him they know that you know that yeah they it sounds like they know him too well (laughs) some people definitely so so again it comes down to who's gonna help who's gonna help me out if this guy's horrible, but his policies are going to help me, do I vote for him? Or do I vote for the guy that I completely disagree with, but at least he's not a horrible person that we know right. of? I think, I think to you, a, a big thing... That's a gray that area right there, man. Like, the, it's just, I'm not going to judge anyone for making that call, because I'm mean, just not. I mean, I'll, I will, I'll, I'll judge Roy but, Moore as a know, fucking creep and a terrible person, but again, it comes down to who's going to help. And I'm not. Gonna, I'm never gonna right. say that. I don't I'm like, never gonna look down on someone for voting for what they think is their best interest. I'm just not. Right. I don't like this argument that um, that. Uh, oh my goodness! What was it? Well, there's two. Um, so we'll go with the one I can remember <laughs> right now. The, the there's an argument to that. I heard somebody say on the news today, um, and I can't remember who was being interviewed with somebody in the government that was saying that like, oh, we haven't, we don't know if there's evidence or if there's like whatever, so we want to wait and see and whatever. Um, and they, the, and the reporter was like, well, why wouldn't you believe the women? And and that bugged me a little bit because I I don't like this idea that like. Well, just because they're women making allegations, <laughs> then, like they're automatically yeah. right. Like that doesn't like you don't We're have seeing to that believe a lot these because, days now. Where it's just like because they have memory glands. Um, <laughs> it's called know, memory glands. I, they have better memories. It's fine, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, but but I but on the flip side of that, I don't like this idea because I've seen this a lot more than that. I've seen in the comment section this like conservative defense this the people that are defending Roy Moore which I don't think you should be re- defending Roy Moore on this um, I think that I think where you kind of ju- the scenario you just explained where I like it I, I, his policies fall more in line with my like that is a much better argument to me than like let me defend yeah this don't guy do that if you watch <laughs> this guy like this guy defendable. doesn't look very no. defendable by his own terms. Um, but I don't like this idea, and I see it a lot, like, why would they wait 40 years? Like, oh, isn't this... Yeah. Ki- that's what Steve Bannon was doing. Isn't this? Isn't it convenient that 40 years after they've had all this time to say it, and then they wait until he's... Run- he's ran all these other right. elections. They wait until he's running for Jeff Sessions' seat. People are forgetting what where we right. are Weinstein now changed in, everything like it just, pop, he did Weinstein changed everything every people who have been sexually harassed who have lived yeah. with this these secrets are now comfortable because they know that they're they aren't alone people are coming out and we're going to keep seeing that and yeah I think that's a good way to segue into it look at all of the look at all of the stories that have come out since the last time we recorded uh, <laughs> Every a day. show like George Takano Louis I don't think I don't we, think, we talked I don't think Louis CK yeah. had happened um, 
NPR, you know, we talked who, about that I think a little it? bit. Uh, PBS, Ev- Charlie oh, Rose, man. all sorts um, of different online uh, platforms. Um, yeah, it, it's it's going everywhere. It's happening with everybody because you know, newsflash: people are creeps, and they like to abuse power. So, yeah, no shit, and um, yeah, I I just. Man, it's insane. George Takei was the one that hit me the hardest. Like, and I'd seen it coming just because I'd I'd followed George Takei for a while, and you know, I yeah. So I knew that that was coming around. (laughs) I had I don't listen to Howard Stern, so when they put out that Howard Stern interview where he is like, basically, it's like Roy Moore interview, the exact same implications at the end of it because he's basically admitting that he just. Now he now he said, and I wouldn't buy this. Like if Donald Trump pulled this move, I would be the first person to be like, "I'm calling bullshit." Um, huh. But he said that like his statement about what he said on on uh, Howard Stern was that like I play the creepy old grandpa as an act. Do you no. buy that? Yes, because I do. I do, and I don't. I somewhat. I somewhat do. He definitely like, does. Like that's that's without debate. He does. I think that when role. you like when you grab somebody's dick that doesn't want it, like yeah, that's but a problem. When he's just like, oh, it's um, just an act. Don't worry about it. You're just being skittish. It's like no, right. that, skittish is another term for unsure. And if you're unsure, don't grab their dick. <laughs> that's the same right. with guys. If yeah, the, girl, if you're like, hey, baby, the let's model. Go all the way. The model that Harvey Weinstein grabbed was yeah. skittish too, for yeah. good and reason. His, his response um, was, "Oh, don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it." And George Takei's response was, "Oh, don't worry me. about it. Don't worry about it." It's the same fucking thing. I mean, it really is. The wine, the Weinstein story too. That got bigger. I don't know if we, yeah. if we, um, just if we had this detail the last time that we discussed it, but the Weinstein story, he hired like. Uh, an Israeli spy agency to investigate the people that were making accusations against him like eight months before any of this came out. Imagine being Harvey Weinstein at that point and feeling like you're on top of shit. (laughs) Like, it's alright, I got the Israelis on it. It'll be fine. (laughs) Right. I can only imagine. But no, it didn't go the way that he thought it would. Yeah, he broke broke the mold, man. I mean, there's going to be good and there's going to be bad. There's going to be some false accusations. I know some actors are fighting very hard. Uh, another one is, I can't remember his name, but he's the main actor in Transparent. Um, he plays Papa Bluth in uh, uh, yeah, um, in development. development. He got called um, up on allegations. I and just, he fucking quit. He was like, I'm done. I'm yeah. done. Like, he's like, didn't. He's like, Frank. Frank actually was just telling me about that today. We were we were talking yeah. about that. Um, that one. So I don't know if too. that one's true or if it um, isn't. The, the the Louis C.K. one kind of hits me the hardest though, out of all of them, because out of all of those people, I like Louis. I think C. he'll K. be fine. I mean, I was even talking to a ton of uh, liberal college students the other day, and they were like, "Is it terrible if I still like Louis C.K.?" I was like, "No, no." But that's the th- that's the thing though that like, well. I agree with you. He'll probably be his fine. His isn't rape. His is like, I, th- I awkwardly asked people if I could take my dick out. They didn't tell me no, and so I did. 
and then later they I, I realized that it made yeah, me uncomfortable. I still think like I still think that's a sign of a problem. Not, like we, normal yeah, people don't typically walk walk into hey, rooms and go like, "Hey, can I take my dick yeah, out?" To be fair, most uh, of, yeah, I'm, at least two of the girls. I can't remember because there's five girls and I can't remember the other stories. But I think three of them was like he invited them up to his hotel room, and they went up there, and then he was like, "Hey, can I pull my dick out?" And then they didn't say no, and then they left like after he was done so they didn't leave like during it or anything so again to me that doesn't yeah, seem so as bad as what harvey weinstein did or george decay grabbing cox that is what harvey weinstein no he was did. like you could come up here and then he didn't ask he was just doing it like they said they'd turn the corner and he's jerking off and being like yeah look at me and doing shit like that like he asked every one of those girls can i do it yeah i still feel like though just like i'm sorry we got weird I, fetishes I, man like they can say hey can yeah, I whip okay, you with this but multiple like if times? You ask if somebody, they... that's fine, but I'm not going to give Louis C.K. a pass. Like, I, Obviously, yeah, based on I his give... statement, he doesn't give himself a pass either. Well, but here's what I'm saying. Like, I think you're I think you're simplifying it a little <laughs> bit too much. Like, I think that if you, if you ask somebody if you can whip it out, and then they're like, I'm not going right, to answer. Right, you just don't do it. Maybe you wait for an answer. <laughs> like, that's right. fucking weird, yeah. man. Totally, yeah, so, totally get it. But at the same time, it didn't... And they didn't say that they said yes, and they didn't say that they said no. So it sounded like... It, you notice as the show goes on, we talk about dicks a lot yeah. more. Like, as, <laughs> we really do. Yeah, make the a rest lot of, of the week just all of a sudden becomes a bunch of dicks. But... Yeah, it, to me, right. it, it sounded like kicked in the what they answered with was like a what or something like that. Like He's like, hey, can I whip my dick out? And they were like, what? And then he just did it, which isn't good. That's, that's definitely not the, the bad thing. But again, I, I, there's layers to this thing. So what he's doing isn't the same as what Harvey Weinstein did. It's not the same as what George Decay did. It's certainly not the same as what Kevin Spacey did. You know what I mean? There's there's different yeah, layers to no, it. So I, I think that the, the, there are. I just think I still think that he will probably. Oh, he'll be bad. Like, yeah, he'll he's, he's already from, suffered. He's our, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he's going to suffer suffering for, for the next like two or three it. years. But I think that. In the long term, he'll be better off. Like, George Takei is getting the best off out of everyone. Liberals are just like, no, we like him. <laughs> We're not going to be upset by this. Right. And Well, and I think it's kind of that whole Stephen Colbert Trek, thing, man. right? Like, Stephen Colbert, Stephen Colbert made the, uh, the cock holster yeah. joke. It's like, ah, but he's Stephen Colbert. You, right. He gets a pass. So, I, I, I do think... Now, what's his yeah. name? Um... Man, I can't think of his name right now. But he said the N word. He did not get a pass. <laughs> Late Who? night guy. Uh, man, I can't think of his name. Uh, we did, we did a whole talk- topic on it. Yeah, oh, Bill Maher. Bill Maher. Bill Maher. Okay, I I was thought you were talking. Is it Michael Richards? Who did not He's get a, a pass? And I was like, he sh- he should not <laughs> no, have gotten a pass. He was he aggressive and, and like, it, that was a terrible, terrible thing to do. He sort of got a pass later. Like right. in twenty years later, he started working again and he's on a few shows but yeah is he he is I, he's I got a couple of shows um yeah i don't know i i just that whole thing it's gonna is keep crazy. coming up um, yeah, like I, I, said, do, I mean it's a different it's a different time now and all these people yeah. and yeah it is a little ups- irritating whenever people say oh well it was 30 years ago. It, is, like, it doesn't really matter. Like These are important. But at the same time, no. look at a guy like Bill Clinton. That shit was happening well, constantly. Kind of the, but I also do think, too, that I do think that if – I agree right. with you that like it was a different time and that's why it happened. But I also think that if Bill Clinton 
was still Bill Clinton in the same economy in 2017 with this mentality that Bill Clinton would be yeah forced he'd to go resign. down uh, yeah. yeah I saw a couple um, uh, liberals even they came out and, and said, I think Demo- I think Democrats would be calling yeah for him and that's to what resign. I don't like I just like, don't like don't the like- argument that that both sides make and I haven't seen it as much as I thought I was going to see so I was pretty happy about that but um, the argument they make that like oh it's the left that's doing it. It's everyone in Hollywood. All the left are the sexual predators, right, and then yeah. ignoring Trump or Roy Roy Moore or any of the other ones. Right. And then the left is going, "Oh, well, what Trump did is worse. He's the president." As if the title somehow right. amplified, you know, the horror, yeah, the, the like, of the actions. It, yeah, it's hypocritical and it's dumb and it's just not true. But I, I will say though, it does make you. It does kind of make you, unless you, I guess, unless you're one of the creeps, <laughs> feel feel bad for women yeah. and what women have to fucking deal with. Like that's kind of crazy. Like this whole thing, because I don't. I mean, I guess I don't see it. Men you deal. Know? With, I don't. Men see deal with it things as well. I'm not. But, and it's, to me, it's not a contest. It's not women deal with it more or men deal. No, with it I'm more. not saying that. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like. I've never been I've never been asked to suck a dick for employment like that you know like that's right. well I've never had that's one thing I'm not gonna have to deal with probably I'll, so unless yeah. George Takei I've is had hiring me moments like that I, when, I don't know like I said when I was working at Starbucks <laughs> and I had a, a female boss who was clearly interested it was not reciprocated and yeah all of a sudden my hours went away and she got very cold to me um Shit happens. Anytime you're in power and you start, there's, there's attractions and things, and if you get re- Starbucks is not a sponsor. <laughs> right. And you get rebuffed, you know, people react differently. And I don't think it has to do with male or female. I just think it's it's just general, you know, persona of people that if they can use their power to their advantage, they will. Uh, we're seeing a lot of... All I'm saying, though, like, I get it, and I don't think you're wrong. I'm just saying you're not seeing a lot of guys come out yeah. right now. Well, I think a lot of guys, claims. you know, so, tend to just t- to write it off, you know. It, be the creep <laughs> a little bit. No, I've known quite a <laughs> few women who are creeps of situations, as well. Like, I mean, no, and that's fine. And, like, we already had the discussion before about the, the teacher aspect of it where, you're like, you're seeing a lot of teachers these days get uh, – and you know what? I guarantee you that, like, and you had said it last time that we talked about teachers sleeping because – we had talked about that if typically in business in a lot of these higher at least in Hollywood you see a lot of males dominating the higher right. up roles so it's going to be females that are in the vulnerable position and then we see a lot of female teachers getting arrested lately which puts the young male teen in the vulnerable right. position um, and we had already talked and you had said that you know it's probably been happening forever but Technology didn't exist, and I guarantee you that's the difference. Oh, yeah. now. that's why things are getting caught on the school level is because like text messages, cell phones, like, selfies, te- all that. Yeah, which you got to be a dumb fucking teacher to be texting a student like and not thinking not that they're going to show it to everybody out there to any fucking teachers. But like, yeah, come on, they're going to show it to everybody and their parents who pay the bill for that. Like, if my son has a cell phone and I'm paying for it. I have access to that cell phone. I don't really fucking care how you feel about it. Go buy one. I'm not stopping you and from buying one. You live in my my money, right? Like, you know, at an age, at a certain age, you have First Amendment rights 
to privacy and whatnot, or you have you have rights, but not now, um, son. <laughs> right? No, not not now. Now and right now he's eight months old, so we haven't had that fight too many times. But um, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wouldn't think so. Let's move on. Let's let's move on from sexual harassment now. Um, we will go into. I've really just got one and a half more. Um, we'll talk about the UCLA basketball players. So we'll send them to the jail. Story here. Send them back right, to Chinese jail. So these guys jail. were were they over there playing? I basketball? assume so. Yeah. Is that why they were yeah. There? Uh, the three guys who who were over in China doing I think some tournament or something like this. So this was a this was last week's story. Um, and turned into a today story, um, but so they went to a Louis Vuitton store. I think three stores is what I heard from some accounts, but I don't know. I know Louis yeah. Vuitton for sure, and they shoplifted. Or they took uh, and sunglasses. They got arrested in China, right? They got arrested in China and thrown into jail. Chinese jail on vacation. Get it right. Uh, right. <laughs> So as as it would be in China, <laughs> China is just called jail, though. It's not uh, I don't know. Chinese I think they, they still keep it as Chinese weird. jail. I could be wrong. Right. Um. So so that happened simultaneously. Donald Trump was in China, and I guess came to the rescue. Although, well, here's what happened. At least as we know it. Um. Donald Trump talked to the president of China, got these kids released. Um, right. These these young men. Now, at that point, Donald Trump put out a tweet and said, was he, he was the first, first one to tweet before tweet? they did the press. That well, what he said was, you know, hey, I, you know, I talked to the president. We got them out. Really great. Um, you know, they should just say thank you or something like that. And then they did. Which he shouldn't. He shouldn't have said that though, because I bet they, they would probably, have anyway. Yeah, they probably like, would I bet, have. I, I bet everybody at that school was like, "All right, this is the list of people you're about to thank and apologize to." <laughs> I would, you would think so, but again, yeah, I don't really care. You know, it's just the way that the tweet was worded, and I'm not saying it because I don't have it directly in front of me. But it was basically like, "Yeah, it was a right. good thing that I was there. I ended up helping them. I hope they're thankful or something like that." And. uh and so then they came out and they had their press conference and they basically said, you know, thank you, Donald Trump. All three of them took their turns. And then... They apologized, took responsibility, and apologized Donald Trump did something good. To, he said, to, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> the, right, right. And yeah, and he did. And that was like the only tweet I've ever liked <laughs> that he sent was, um, you're welcome, have a good life. You're like Rocket like, Man? Come on. Like, he, <laughs> yeah. Uh... So, so that happened. Um, and it was funny, too, because I got into a temporary fight with a St. Louis radio host um, because he was being a dick. He was race-baiting and being a trash bag. <laughs> I didn't listen to the show for, like, two weeks, and then I, I'm driving to work the day you after this basketball player story happens. <laughs> and this guy... This guy's on there, and he's like, oh, these guys got arrested, and Donald Trump got them out, and they're on their way back to America today, and they're these privileged black college <laughs> kids, and are they going to thank the racist in chief? No way. Never going to happen. And then the next day, 
And then they got there, and at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, all three of them were like, we're really sorry, we did a stupid thing, we take full responsibility, <laughs> sorry mom, sorry dad, sorry America, thank you President Trump, and like did all that. And so I had to tweet at Jamie Allman 971, that, like, I tagged him in that video, it was like, dude, like, this is what happens when being a dick costs you a foot in the mouth. Um, and... You know, so temporary fight only from my perspective. He he thought that was funny. He liked it or whatever and shared it. Um, but like fuck that. Like I I hated that aspect of the story that people were being dicks about. Donald Trump did a good thing by right. doing that, and he did a good thing by tweeting back to them, and they did a good thing. Now they did a bad thing <laughs> <laughs> first, like. Let's not let's not pretend that they're victims here. Like they're stupid. Right. They went to a fucking. Well, country. it is funny they, how you know they they look at these guys and they go, oh well, obviously black basketball players, of course. But then you look at Otto, whatever his name was, stealing the flag, and it's like, nope, nope, terrible. That's a terrible yeah. thing. It's like it's the same fucking thing. You go to a, another country it and you steal the same something. Thing. Don't do that. Only it was dumb as shit in the other situation because he went to right. fucking North Korea and stole propaganda. Who's lenient? You're it's asking North Korea, to right? die. <laughs> no. Yeah, and that's exactly what right. happened. Were they fucking uh, oxygen deprive him or something? And it, That's the kid that just came was back brain dead that, and like, died, yeah. died mm-hmm. right after. Yeah. Um, so obviously these guys got off yeah, a little that's... bit better in that scenario, but right. still don't do it. You know what I mean? So then today, one of the basketball players' dads came out. Is he like out, a big player? I thought he was like a big was, shot or something. He is. Um, I, I don't like, watch basketball, in, in guys. Fact, I watch every the, other sport but basketball. The dad, I I know the dad. I, I can't remember his name. Is it Le'Veon Ball yeah, or something so, like that? No, Le'Veon Bell's in football. I, <laughs> He's in the Steelers. Is it? Yeah. Okay, whatever. That was a that was a fantasy football throwback from yeah. a couple of years ago. Um, anyway, whatever I know that this guy like was, that. like, on wrestling yeah. or something like that. He was, like, in the brawl ring, so, like, he's known because he's considered something. Anyway, he... To sum it up, was like, fuck Donald comes Trump. Out today. <laughs> he was like, my son shouldn't have apologized. He didn't do me any favors. <laughs> right. Like, what? Basically, what? And then Donald Trump, like a jack-off comes out and tweets that, like, I should have left him in jail. Like, way to take the high road, president. You idiot. Um, oh, it's so bad. I'm laughing, but it's bad. It's not something that you... It is bad. It's, it's fucking it's all ridiculous. Just so like, like I, I'm sorry. I can't take any of that seriously. Just because that's stupid. That guy was a was a jackass you know that, for saying all you, of that dumb shit and being like, fuck you, Donald Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. And Donald Trump was stupid for coming out and being like, "Fuck you, kid! Should have left him in jail." <laughs> I think, I think Donald Trump, no matter how successful he is, um, is like the most easily influenced person because all you have to do is flatter him. Yeah. All you have to do is like him, and he's your best fucking friend, and he wants to be your best friend. Well, if you betray and, him, though, he fucking comes the, at you. The second that you oppose him, he's just like, yeah. ah, I'm gonna throw rocks. All I'm um, saying is we saw Ted Cruz try to use that, that wonderful tactic. Oh, I'll just flatter him. It'll be fine. And then I'll turn on him. <laughs> and it didn't fucking work, did it? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it didn't. But Ted Cruz is too greasy to take seriously anyway. <laughs> so, 
Um, I just can't. He, you know that he is the uh, Zodiac um, I'm, killer. I'm eight hundred percent sure that he's definitely the Zodiac killer. Right. So I don't know if we've actually used that joke before, um, but if you don't, if if you're looking for a podcast <laughs> to listen to when this episode goes off, um, Bill Cummins has an awesome podcast. He's a comedian. Um, it's called Time Suck, and actually Frank and friend of the show Dan were the ones who turned me on to this. And he has an, a very awesome episode about the Zodiac Killer. It's very cool. Um, he doesn't sponsor the show, although if he wants to, <laughs> um, but but check that one out if you haven't listened to it yourself included, yep. bitch, um, because it is it's very cool. And you, I think at the end of it, he uh, confirmed one hundred percent that the Zodiac Killer is in fact. I knew it. Um, no, that's not true. <laughs> Hide so anyway, and on that note, that's a good way to segue into my last little story. Charles Manson, Charles is, Manson dead. is dead. Um, Charles Manson is dead. I didn't think that he would ever actually <laughs> die, um, but he he is in found fact a way to do dead it today. Yeah. So um, I don't really have much of a story for that. You all like I'm not going to go into the Manson right. story. We we know what it was. Um, Here's the cliff notes. But, Musician sucks yeah. <laughs> and goes crazy and wants to kill everyone in Hollywood. So yeah. Yep. Try to start a race war, Helter Skelter, yeah. all that good stuff. If you don't know Charles Manson by now, that's your bad. If, unless you're eight, and if you're eight, you probably should. Well, be I thought it was funny because so. <laughs> right. penis, penis, penis. No, but I thought it was funny as shit because I saw today that a bunch of people were confusing uh, Marilyn Manson with Charles Manson, and like all these young guys were like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I can't believe he's dead." I remember listening to him and like. <laughs> It's like, wrong guy, buddy. If you listen to him, you listen yeah. to bad music. And you can take that for whichever I want to be honest, I listened to, to some of his, his um, stuff, and I didn't think it was all that bad. His old acoustic stuff. Who? Char- yeah. Charles Manson? Yeah, I've heard a I little really didn't bit think it was of that it, bad. too. I mean, it's all right. It's no Beach Boys, <laughs> so, you know. Well, the but, Brian Wilson, I guess, is, is that his name? The one he tried to... Brian yeah, from Wilson. the Beach Boys. The guy. I was there. <laughs> That he tried to kill, or he wanted to get killed, or something like that. I don't Left know. Left a bullet he on to his. Kill a lot of people. I also hate to when when I see stories about Manson, and you know, like I know that it's it, the headline is is actually incorrect, but you see, like one of the I don't know who it was, but somebody posted like infamous killer dead at eighty three, and then like all of the comments are like, you know, he was an infected killer. Like, like yeah. okay, yes, the headline the the headline is wrong. But, like, don't right. defend him. It's like, like, oh, I guess Hitler's not a killer. Like, I mean, he didn't actually char- kill anyone. Right. <laughs> so. yeah, right. Yeah, he's just responsible for people dying right. in really gruesome, horrible ways for really gruesome, horrible cult reasons. Right. So, um, you know, don't don't be Charles Manson's defense. He doesn't need that, and it's not yeah. going to save you. He's save dead. him. <laughs> um, yeah. So, he's dead. So, anyway, on that bright note let's uh let's call it a week right so definitely check out next week's episode we will again i want to mention before we get off that we will have guest uh frank on as he has been on a couple times and finally we'll get front of the show dan on um and then we might let you in on why i call in front of the show (laughs) so check out 
episodes weekly on Google and iTunes. Also, next week, for episode 35, we might, I don't know, maybe, um, I've got kind of a little new setup here. We might do one segment on Facebook Live. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, I'll see if I can... I see if I can get like the lighting to work. Buy um, a lamp. And and if and if I, <laughs> I yeah I get it I get it right. <laughs> um, but we'll we'll see if we can get at least one segment up. I'd like to get I'd like to get one up. Um, so on that note, definitely subscribe, like all of our stuff on Facebook. Subscribe for the latest content. Um, check in with us on Facebook. The, Again, the new episodes are available weekly on iTunes and Google Play. And with that, here it is, your alternative fact of the week. Thanks. Is Charlie Manson crazy? Whatever that means, sure, he's crazy as mad as a hatter. What difference does it make? You know, a long time ago, being crazy meant something. Nowadays, everybody's crazy. Well, God, I guess you're my best friend, being as I invented you. Do you believe in God, Charles? Sure, I believe in myself. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> which one? Are you Jesus Christ? Which, which Jesus? There's all kinds of Jesuses. There's a black Jesus down in Florida. He's having a good time. There's a Mexican Jesus in Mexico. I mean, there's all kinds of Jewish Jesus. I mean, Jesus, you know. There's all kinds of Jesus coming back everywhere. And nothing can stop it. It's a consciousness that lives in your mind. Da, 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 you know. I don't want to take my time going to work. I got a motorcycle and a sleeping bag. And 10 or 15 girls, what the hell I want to go off into and, and go to work for? Work for what? Money? I got all the money in the world. I'm the king, man. I run the underworld, guy. I decide who's does what and where they do it at. What am I going to run around and act like I'm some teeny bopper somewhere for somebody else's money? I make the money, man. I roll the nickels. The game is mine. I deal the cards.